0: You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and interviews, all recorded at Putnam's Pub, 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. Uh, Or you can check them out on the web at putnamspub.com. This week, we have three special guests. First up, we have Breeju Sani. Then we have Sister Wives and Monster Furniture wrapping out the show. So uh, sit back, enjoy the show. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and uh, I hope you dig it. Okay, episode seven. Thanks for tuning in. We want to thank all the uh, first-time listeners. If you haven't ever heard this before, we're really trying to get the word out. Um, right now, it's pretty much via word of mouth. Um, we're trying to get the podcast onto iTunes in the new year. I know I said that uh, if you've listened before, um, but I, you know, we'll just get that done as, as time comes. But SoundCloud is a good platform for it. You can uh, download this. Uh, podcast downloading is always enabled and then you can embed it in websites and you can share the link and you can listen on your computer um this episode is really a, a great show we're gonna have uh first up Briju Sani who's a um virtuosic what is it Virtue, virtuosic virtuosic virtuos- guitar player and vocalist uh he does fingers uh style guitar and um I first saw him play at the living room a couple uh couple weeks ago and he really blew me away. And um, so he's going to play first. A second performer uh, that we're going to have on the podcast this week is um, my friend Taylor and playing as Sister Wives. Uh, he's a repeat performer. So um, we're going to get to him. He's always a good time. And then uh, the third, rounding out the podcast or for the live music portion of the podcast, we're going to have Monster Furniture. So uh, stick around. It's going to be really good. What we're trying to do here uh, with the podcast is give people an opportunity to talk to play their songs and talk about them. Uh, it sounds a little crazy, but some people don't even realize that that musicians think about this and work on it really hard. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. You know, we it's a snippet in time. It's a lot of times people are working on songs or they're they're fresh, and those are the songs that we're we're using. And then we talk about like how they how they craft them and everything. And uh, just on the point of getting your songs out there, this, you know, nowadays we have podcasting and YouTube and whatever you want to do. But there was a time when uh, getting your music or, and learning music wasn't as easy. It was, you know, you could always turn on the record and learn it by ear. But, um, you know, when I first started playing, I started playing bass guitar back in the day. And it was like, you know, early 90s there or mid 90s and there were no real uh, internet sites, you know, there you had some tab sites and stuff, but there was no like just anything ded- dedicated to music. What ruled the game at the time were magazines in all sorts of areas of life, but you know, specifically in music, you know, you go in the music store and they had the big, I mean they still have it, but a big li- uh, shelf with all the magazines on it. So I would always get the bass guitar, you know, magazine, I don't even know <laughs> what the name is, so, uh, but, you know, Guitar World or Bass Guitar World or whatever. And it seemed like every other month on the front of that magazine would be Lemmy. And Lemmy was a rock god. You know, I was never even into his music much. I knew Motorhead and I knew some of the songs, but it just wasn't really, you know, my cup of tea. But you knew Lemmy. I mean, he had just the look. He was a rock icon. Um, One of the, you know first uh times I really ever heard of Lemmy there was this movie Airheads back in the day and I love that movie and uh it's one of those movies I don't I don't want to watch now because I'm afraid it'll lose how good it was and how good it is in my mind but uh there's a point in the movie whenever if you've never seen the movie whenever they're uh, you know uh, <laughs> uh, holding hostage a radio station so they can play their music the bit this band is and it's Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi and they, uh, they're they going to try to let a, a record exec in to give him a record deal, but it's really a, a cop. And so the guy walks up to the door and Steve Buscemi opens the door and he says, who would win a wrestling match? Lemmy or God? And the you know guy's standing there and he says, Lemmy. And he's like, wrong answer. He's like, God, trick question. Lemmy is God. You're a cop. And then they like push him out, you know, and he's like, what are you doing, O'Banion? You're trying to send a plant? And turns out the guy is a cop. So it's like, he was the 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 missing link you know he was the he was the he's a rock god you know and lemmy you probably heard in the news passed away a couple days ago and i am also dealing with a death in my family a close a, a very close family member of mine and i was running around the other day and i started thinking about lemmy and I thought, how funny would it be if Lemmy is God? So I'm going to do something right now that we haven't done. I'm going to play a little bit, and it's just a brand new song that I just thought of uh, a day ago running, and it's called The Day Lemmy Died. It goes like this. The day Lemmy died, the sun didn't shine. The day Lemmy died, wasn't nothing but great. It was a drizzling cold as winter. The day that Lemmy went and met his grave, he went to heaven to meet his maker. He went to heaven just to take a look around. Lemmy went to heaven for to see those pearly gates and to get. A little higher off the ground there was saint peter standing at the doorway there was saint peter he was checking ids there was saint peter standing underneath the marquee that said it's the cbgb's and then let me lean in <laughs> i'm making this up right now <laughs> Uh, so I'm working on this song and I don't have it all done. So um, if you hear this, you have any good ideas, let me know. Up first we have Breeju Sani bringing you acoustic guitar and voice.
1: I must embrace a different shade of light. Nonetheless, I. Now come on
0: or you do like a lot yeah. of finger-picking stuff yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: sounded great how long have you been doing that is that kind of what oh. you always started uh, is that how you started I mean, playing guitar or? I sure yeah 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 i mean i used to rock out on like electric and like right play all the, like learn those Jimi hendrix solos and stuff like that and that was that was that's, 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 i think that's what every guitar player goes uh-huh. through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually man i heard this guitar player michael hedges i don't know if you guys know of him mm-hmm. no oh my god he's a genius um so back in the 80s like he would Change the tuning on the guitar and like use these different techniques to like compose. Um, and I just I heard him. My father actually heard him play somewhere in Canada, and he bought a tape of his. And he would play it at home. And when I was a kid, like maybe five or six, I would just be listening to this. You know, just like really drawn to it. And I was like, whoa, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and then later in life, I, I finally made that connection of like, whoa, this is what my dad was playing in the living room. And this is what I'm seeing on YouTube right now. Uh, yeah, holy yeah. shit. And then I started learning his music and just like his techniques, and it was just uh-huh. like really beautiful. That's when is that one of your main influences? Definitely, you say? Definitely, oh, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: so you played some original music tonight. Yes, I did. Okay. Right. Was there
2: one that you thought um, <laughs> felt really good that you? Yeah, yeah. I I did I did one which was called Time to Fall, which is a song that I wrote like some time ago. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk a little about writing the song? How do you how do generally sure. does it work? Do you write it all once? Do you work on things over time? I think I work on things over o- over time. Mm-hmm. It happens both ways though. Sometimes like, sometimes like a whole song will just come. Like, yeah. Boom and it's done. Like especially lyrics and stuff like that. They're just like Voom. and that's that's a rare thing, you know. Yeah. When that happens, that means you. Pretty much, like hit goal you know? <laughs> right. Uh, yes. But otherwise, like you have an idea, like which could be just a couple of chords, you know. Uh-huh. And then maybe like a month, a couple of months, even years afterwards, you have like an idea to write something over it, you know. Right. And it could take a long time for like one song to really happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. And mine, this was yeah. Or yeah. mine. Well, mine take years sometimes yes, and sometimes. Everybody. minutes. You know. Exactly. Exactly. So it's really strange how that works. Yeah. I, I try to put a lot of thought into like that whole creative process and like, right. how does that where do these like ideas or like strokes right. of like inspiration come from you know yeah and uh, which
0: makes it all the more frustrating if you're playing somewhere and nobody's listening you're like
2: yeah. motherfucker yeah, yeah. i've been thinking
0: about this for a
3: year and a half
0: <laughs> and now you won't listen <laughs> not at putnam's though they're listening here no, for sure for sure.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that was great man i really enjoyed the set um do you have uh, can people find you on social media for and, sure and what i site? mean do you i have to? just Go over those real quick Just for the
2: podcast Sure yeah I have a website It's um, Uh And I have a Facebook page Which is also Brigusahani. You just like the page um, And I have an album Coming out very soon uh, Which I recorded in India And it's, it's really I'm really excited about it It's my first album uh, The debut huh Yeah That's exciting this is the debut oh my Do you God. have a date set Or are you still just? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking at March Right now okay. You know For the CD yeah. release thing There's a lot of stuff That goes so. into that It's funny. I've been to
0: CD release parties where there's no CDs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, Bridou. Up next, we have Sister Wives. Um, This is my friend Taylor, and you can find his music on SoundCloud, or you can check him out live right now.
3: In a boundless multiverse Infinitely budding branches I'm sure there's one where I stay But when you told me you'd been crying In the back room and work dear I'm pretty sure we're in this one The rocket ship's taking off The tears are falling drop by drop The rocket ship's taking off The tears are falling drop by drop on the orange peel of the world we're too small to see the architecture inchworms scouting the Eiffel Tower sure from the distance I'm sure it makes sense the rocket ship's taking off The tears are falling drop by drop the rocket ship's taking off The tears are falling drop by drop It's called Multiverse. Okay. And yeah.
0: what is this about? Or where did, What's the inspiration behind the song?
3: Um, if you'd like to speak to that. I don't know. All my stuff is, just, I don't know, pretty existential, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, I don't know, some like, uh, you know, I broke up with uh, my girlfriend to move here, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think there's probably a little bit of that. But I don't think any of my songs are necessarily about Any like one thing there's themes it's like there's themes but Uh it's like you know there's like I don't know I usually don't even sometimes like I don't know what they're about and then until like a year later yeah you learn about it for sure I I have a song I have a lot
0: of songs like that but one in particular that I thought I wrote a fictional story yeah and then years later I'm like oh wait I was talking about my life using other people you know yeah when you're starting out and I'm not saying this about you. I'm saying for myself. When you're starting out, it's hard to really talk about yourself and be open and uninhibited because yeah. you're saying it into a loudspeaker. You know. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's cool how you learn about songs like that, your own
3: songs. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird them. how like all the weird stuff you don't even know about worms its way out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what that's a cool thing that like, uh, you know, I've been learning over the past couple of years. It's just like. You know, like, I'll write shit down and I'll be like, oh, that sounds cool. And then, like, maybe a year or two later, you know, if I if I keep that lyric, you know, I'll just be like, whoa, like, I guess, like I think I understand what that means to me now, uh-huh. you know? And it's yep. just like, what's, like, there's, like, little, there's wheels <laughs> going on that you don't even know are turning, you know? Yeah, definitely, for sure. I
0: find it, though, I, I, I am often just writing very, very... I don't know exact things that happened in my life, and I'm I'm trying to stray away from that because I'm like, it's like oysters and beer. It's about a night of eating oysters and drinking beer, or so it's yeah. something like that, you know. But um, but it's yeah, something. You see, I, yeah, I work you seem on like very
3: a uh, um, very uh, you know, literal songwriter. Yep, you know. Yep, exactly. Um, not very abstract. Yeah, but something I work on. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much completely abstract. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Nothing by makes design. any sense yeah. at all. <laughs> well, the whole thing is like I used to, I like I always just loved writing music, but I hated writing lyrics up until like I would just like write placeholder lyrics and just yep. like be like, well, whatever. Like no one, because like I would always play in bands, so it's like you can't hear the lyrics anyways. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now in the past like year or two, I've actually been like, wow, like I really like you know I I I've started to enjoy the process. You know, it's very mm-hmm. difficult. It's still the hardest part. Yeah. For me, as I'm sure like. A lot of people get hung up on it, but like I've started to like, you know, actually enjoy that part of it, and start to feel like I'm kind of, uh, you know, figuring out my own, like how I do it. Right. Um, which yeah. Is, yeah. Which is cool. Uh, do, uh, do you have a maybe like social media
0: just that we can? P- put Yeah, it in hit there?
3: me up, uh, Taylor H. Rogers on Twitter. Uh, that is where you really can- absurd, just <laughs> totally. It doesn't make any sense what I write on that. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do I just with anything. You thought the songs were abstract? Yeah. You check out my Twitter page. Yeah, it's complete nonsense. Um, and then you have your music online too. I do at uh, Sister Wives at on SoundCloud. Oh, we're yeah. the first. I think we're the. I'm pretty sure we're the first uh, thing that comes up, and that's mostly just home home demo recordings. Cool. But that I thought. All
0: really cool. right. Thanks a lot, Taylor. That was really cool. Um, really enjoyed talking to all the musicians out, out back uh, after the show. It's cool that they stick around. We really try to make it a, a communal night of music. And this particular night was pretty um, pretty emotional for myself. So it was cool to have a lot of friends there. And it was a fun night. Um, the, the final performer that we're going to have on our podcast for uh, Episode 7 is going to be uh, Monster Furniture. And you can find them on Facebook.com. Uh, slash Monster Furniture. And this is a solo project of my friend Gabe. Uh, It's quiet, uh, intimate songs. Um, And this particular night, uh, Gabe did an amazing job. And he played with uh, another person that's been on on the podcast, uh, Freddie Weiss. So we're going to get to uh, Monster Furniture right now. each other with Monster Furniture, a.k.a. Gabe. Gabe, what's your last name?
4: Gabe Smoller.
0: Smoller. And then we also have Freddie, who was playing guitar with him, but um, he is a repeat uh, podcast guest from a couple weeks ago. Uh, you guys sounded really good. Thank you. The um, Songs you played together, what were the name of those two songs? Were they both original songs?
4: Yeah. Um, the first one is called Blankets. And it's, uh, again, kind of one of these like equal part things. It's about this uh, like really fucking beautiful graphic novel called Blankets. It's like a a really sad book. And about this girl who totally broke my heart. (laughs) It was just like, she was like a tender mystery who just disappeared one day. And it was like really upsetting to me. But um, yeah, that's what what we've actually, we've reworked together recently, Freddie and I. Um,
0: So Black and White Movies was the other band that you guys
4: Yeah it was it was this uh, band we moved to New York like the same Week or something, and ended up finding each other on Craigslist, and we're like neighbors now. We make music together, like constantly and stuff. That's great.
0: I find a lot of performers on Craigslist, and uh, you know, it's it's cool. And I find gigs that way,
4: yeah. Too. So
0: Craigslist is uh, it's like
4: that indispensable resource if you're like the new musician in a big city and you're looking for friends, you know. And it functions
0: well in New York and in big urban areas because there's so many people. If you go, I'm from St. Louis, and like, you might find some stuff on there, but it's you know, one post. Like three posts a day or something like that. But here it's just it's constant. Right. So right. It's a really cool resource and it's a cool thing. It's you know, musicians are always I found out recently that the and I don't know if this is true but I think it is, because uh, I heard it, that the bow for to bow an instrument predates the bow for like a bow to and draw air. An air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. So nuts. like yeah. human are for musicians have always been on the the internet. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's so, right. like, we're always we do this podcast, and we had somebody Periscope a set a couple weeks ago, and you know nobody's buying albums anymore, so you got Periscope. Find, what does that mean? It's like a Twitter thing. It's like a live uh, video, so people oh, okay. can watch can watch you live doing it, and then it, I think it's archived, so you can go back and and watch it too. So we're just always looking for that because,
4: right?
0: You know sell CDs but you can't even buy or you can't even play a CD on a lot of new technologies. Well that's true Though
4: you bring up a good point though I feel like a lot like especially like in the age of the internet or whatever I I, I definitely feel like like the way that a lot of the technology that we have in the digital age is maximized is through music and sharing music
0: yeah 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 for sure i mean
4: like think about like what facebook means for like being in a band or something we don't fucking put up posters anymore Mm -hmm. we make facebook events you know and invite everyone you know that way so which is you know irritating but also you know (laughs) kind of a necessary evil (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you can choose not to see the poster you can't choose (laughs) not (laughs) to get the notification
0: right Mm. exactly and you learn pretty quickly that uh an attending click doesn't mean that they're going to be there, and exactly. vice versa. Right. But you know, it's like. But a
4: might click means that they might <laughs> they be might there. Be there, right? Exactly. <laughs> There's a flip side <laughs> for
0: real, and it gets you know, it gets it in front of other people that might not have maybe didn't know about it or or something like yeah. that,
4: which is really exactly. Cool.
0: Well, the set was great. Do you have any um, anything you want to promote? What where can people find you online?
4: Um. Well, I have a, a Monster Furniture Bandcamp and a SoundCloud. Bandcamp is monsterfurniture.bandcamp.com it's like it feels very incomplete to me I don't have any pro recordings I do a lot of shit with my like old like tape cassette recorder Uh thing because um I don't know it has it's like a really really bad piece of like recording equipment but there's like it adds like by nature of it being bad it adds this weird natural flange to everything so uh-huh. it makes everything sound like it's like was recorded in the 20s which is kind of <laughs> cool like that's awesome um i don't know at some point I'll, I'll make a real record well
0: um what about any shows coming up that you can promote or yeah anything?
4: actually Freddie and i are doing yeah, uh, we're doing a double set in that hmm. pine box on the third Pine oh, cool. Box Rock Shop uh, in Bushwick, um, next, like a week from today, a week I guess. From today, I guess so. Okay. But we, we like to, to like do that thing. Like I go up on stage with him and like play guitar and like a couple songs and like he does the same for me.
0: Yeah. When you find somebody that you click with musically, you have to. Now yeah. see it through yeah. and stick
4: that's with right. it. That's right. We our band has a show together the night before that. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. So
0: it's gonna be a weekend of of,
4: uh, of, no of clicking. Yep. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man.
0: all right thanks a lot Gabe that was great uh we really appreciate all the performers coming out and playing and really appreciate uh Putnam's Pub for uh Jerry and Audrey for putting together um this night of music that we get to record the podcast at do it have a good time um we're there every Sunday night eight o'clock acoustic sunset um, usually three performers. I'm Carl Banks. I'll be there every single week. Um, I wanted to just as the as a final uh, ending piece to this episode. Um, this night uh, was in between the last time we recorded something and this current podcast. Uh, my twin sister passed away, and I went home um, for Christmas. I talked to you last time, and I was driving. Uh, out there with my friend Drew and it happened. She passed away that night that I got home and um, I was there for a week and we spent a lot of time going through. She was an artist and uh, going through all of her old art. And I found this old uh, collage that she had made. And I just wanted to just talk about it and describe it. And it really struck me. It's probably hers from, um, I don't know, maybe when she's, you know, early 20s, maybe even late high school. And it it's a collage with a photo of her uh, looking very proud and then it says imagine uh, in her handwriting written in the up left corner and then uh, there's some several other images and then there was a poem written um, that she put together and it's a Robert Service poem and I wanted to uh, read that poem. Uh, it's, it, this is the portion that appeared on the collage. To pitch my tent with no prosy plan to range and change at will, to mock at the mastership of man and to see adventure's thrill, carefree to be as a bird that sings, to go my own sweet way, to reckon not at all what may befall, but to live and to love each day, to scorn all strife and to view all life with the curious eye of a child, from the plangency of the prairie to the slum to the heart of the wild, from the red rimmed star to the speck of sand, from the vast to the greatly small, For I know that the whole for good is planned, and I want to see it all. And then in the lower left-hand corner, uh, in her handwriting, it says we be hyphen long in the boogity boogity.